You are listening to Educational Mountains. We help you climb them! Hi, this is Scott. And Summer. And uh, welcome to another episode of the Educational Mountains Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit of a unique episode. Uh, instead of our normal discussion, just with Summer and I, uh, we are going to be sharing with you a, an event that we did for our church mm-hmm. uh, here in Sacramento, uh, where we had a couple other mental health people uh, kind of talking with parents about mental health, social emotional health uh, during this time of, uh, of COVID and shutdowns and all that stuff. Yeah, and hopefully it'll give you guys some really good resources um, uh, just on how to deal with mental health in general for parents, for kids um, during the COVID time. Um, The speakers for this podcast, um, the guests we had with us were Isaiah Sanchez, who is the youth pastor of Real Life Church in Sacramento, and Andrea Sanchez, who's associate marriage and family therapist, Caleb Hardy, who is... Um, who works for Seneca Family Agency um, here in the area as well. So, uh, yeah, so these are the people you're going to be listening to besides us, and hopefully you'll get a lot out of it like we did. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that you enjoy it, and uh, next week we'll be back to the same old uh, thing. So have a wonderful day, and uh, remember to ask questions. Have discussions, and take action. Have a good day. Enjoy. We are now live, so we got to behave. <laughs> All right, so um, I'll just kind of get this thing started. Uh, we are doing this little virtual workshop uh, for parents, for adults, for students. Um, with, uh, just dealing with this time right now, we're just calling this parenting mental health. And so if you have kids or don't have kids, this is still a good workshop for you in how to handle uh, our own mental health. And our tagline is just how to stay sane during distance learning or if you're working from home. And uh, so just on my heart, uh, we, a few months ago before the COVID shutdown, we did a uh, healthy sexuality workshop and we wanted to continue that. And so um, I just invited some great people who go to our church, who go to Real Life Church, are professionals because I am not a professional in this area. I just married a professional to help my flaws. Um, And so what we're going to do at the end is have some Q&A time. And so if you have questions, you could throw it down in the comments and I'll get that I'll get to them and um, we'll get to those questions. So I'm going to start off with some introductions. Um, I'm Pastor Isaiah. I'm the youth pastor here at Real Life Church. I've uh, been here for two and a half years now, so super honored and blessed to be able to work on this team. And um, yeah, we have some great people here. So uh, let's see, I'll have I'll have my wife, I'll have her go first out of respect because she's my wife. Andrea, <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Hi, Andrea Sanchez, and um, I'm an associate marriage and family therapist working on my license, working up to the, to the big test. And um, I've been doing that for like 10 years, just got back into it um, since taking a break since our, our littlest was born. All right, and Caleb, you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself first? 
Hi, everybody. I'm Caleb Hervey. Uh, I also attend Real Life. Uh, I'm a program director of a, a community-based mental health program out in Fairfield, California, uh, with the organization called Seneca Family of Agencies. Uh, we provide mental health services uh, to all of the uh, young people and families um, out in Solano County. Awesome. And then we got the power cup over here, the Jonards. Um, hi, I'm Summer Jonard, and I am a school counselor um, here in Sacramento. I work for the Twin Rivers School District, and I serve parents, teachers, um, students um, uh, in the mental health arena, obviously, and uh, also with education goals. And I've been doing that for about six years. Uh, I'm Scott Gennard. I'm a principal uh, at an incredible middle school over in North Highlands called Community Outreach Academy Middle School. And uh, on top of that, uh, I also do a podcast with my wife called Educational Mountains, talking about parenting, education, technology, all sorts of stuff. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Again, these are all people who go to our church. They're all believers. Um, and they're super, super holy. And uh, you know, they memorize the Bible front and back. <laughs> no, but man, what they do is ministry uh, in our school campuses, um, in you know little offices doing therapy for people who sometimes people are just looked past. So um, their their knowledge on this is super uh, important for us as a church, uh, for me as a youth pastor in our youth. And so um, what we're gonna do, just kind of give you an idea. We're just gonna have about three ten minute or so. Um, little presentations. Each of these uh, individuals have kind of a, a specified area that they're bringing. Um, and so at the end, we'll have, once again, we'll have Q&A. And so if you have questions, feel free to put that in the comment section and I'll get to them and we'll um, give them some questions. I'll give them some juicy questions too, okay? Don't make them all easy and cute. You want to uh, stretch them a little bit in their questions here. So uh, with that being said, I'm actually going to turn it over to Summer who's gonna go ahead and kick this thing off and uh, kind of give you the um, breakdown as a school counselor. All right, thank you, Isaiah. Um, I just wanted to share with you guys just a little bit more about how I serve um, our parents here in Sacramento and the students and particularly during, during COVID. Um, maybe that'll give you a target as far as some questions to ask. But um, I do a lot of parent phone calls, uh, checking in with families that um, really just any of the families of our students just saying, how are you doing? Uh, is there any resources I can get you? We have a lot of families that have lost their jobs. Um, a lot of them also working from home uh, with their students. And with being, I find, and, and this goes along with my own family, being home with your family uh, and your, your children's parents all together um, doing school and doing work together. It's a wonderful thing. You get a lot more time with your kids. Um, that's the pro of it, but you also, it brings on a lot of different stresses than families have ever had to deal with before. Um, there's, not, there's not the transitions in place that we used to have, um, you know, driving to and from work or walking to and from work or however you get there. Um, the kids don't have that um, transition necessarily from class to class, especially our older students. Um, so 
there's no downtime. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you've experienced this at home yourselves. And with that no downtime, um, you can really um, forget that those downtimes need to be put in place manually by us as parents. Um, we need to help our our kids at home do do their own um, uh, de-stressing time. Um, and so that, those are the things I talk about with a lot of my families. And um, if they're needing some counseling, I've got a lot of resources I'm gonna share with you guys at the end of the presentation about some options um, for counseling. And also we have Caleb here who's got a plethora of services. I know he's gonna be sharing as well. Um, which I'm really excited about. Um, but I say that's the main things, tips and tricks for parents I talk about. Um, and I want to actually want to share a few of those things with you guys. Um, just making sure you take time for yourself as a parent. Um, even if it's five, 10 minutes walking around your block uh, to, to get away. That's a really important thing to do for your own brain to just calm down. Um, if it's been a rough day getting kids on and off tech for their classes, um, or maybe it's just been a rough day at work at home um, or applying for jobs maybe, uh, just get out and give that time to yourself. Maybe you have an instrument that you, you know, haven't picked up in a while, sit down and do that for five or 10 minutes, even if it's just that. Um, Setting realistic expectations for your day. Um, <laughs> uh, there's only so much you can put in a day. <laughs> um, our, our days are much more filled with the duties that we have um, because we don't have the teachers to pick up a lot of the slack because you're, uh, they can only do so much from distance learning uh, situation. Uh, so we're teaching our children at home and we're trying to do our own work. So just try not to cram too much in a day uh, because when we do, we think we've failed when all those things don't get done, uh, which is a normal feeling to have, except if we just change those expectations. And I speak this to myself just as much as you guys, if we just lower our expectations for ourselves and our children, um, that anxiety won't be, won't be trying to, to get in there so much. Um, as it is right now. So um, also just, I think just being careful of who, of who we talk to as parents um, or friends. <laughs> There's uh, different personalities that have taken this challenge uh, during COVID uh, just, to, just differently than, than we are. And their expectations for their families are gonna be different than, than yours, okay? Everyone's is gonna be different on what they can handle, what they can do. And uh, so just be careful what friends you share your failures and successes with, um, because sometimes that you can tell a friend that you think would be supportive of you and your family, because you're like, man, you just screwed up on this or this, or why can't I just, and they'll just be like, oh, here's a laundry list of things you could do to make that better. And that just adds more stress. <laughs> because it's just not uh, something you as a person, you, you need to just lower the expectation. That's all you need to do. So just be careful. Um, just be careful of that. It's one of the, and, and uh, in being kind to yourself. 
kind to yourself. <laughs> Giving yourself grace. Um, when we give ourselves grace, it's a lot easier to give our kids grace when they're falling apart because they can't see their friends uh, or because they miss the events in school um, or just have so much energy they're bouncing off the walls and <laughs> and it's raising our anxiety. If we can just have some grace for ourselves and our own reactions to things which are really normal uh, to be, can be frustrated and angry and then give ourselves that time away for just a minute, um, then we can be definitely more gracious with our kids. Um, yeah, so just wanted to share those few tips with you guys. Um, again, there'll be more resources for you and your families concerning some mental health and just fun stuff for your kids to help get some energy out that I give to a lot of the families and students at my school. Um, but I think I have talked enough for a moment, so I will pass it off to you again idea yeah no that's super good so what i heard you say is just kind of like don't expect things to be normal right because like there's this fight for normal still right it's like we're we're fighting for it's it's kind of reminds me sometimes of my son when here's something i told him like he can't have right now and he's gonna keep fighting for it um but yeah that that's so good um expectations um, I know my wife taught me a lot about expectations when we got married, um, you know, to communicate them, I don't, I don't, you know, um, but then sometimes, you know, like you said, lowering those or not having certain expectations that are unfair. Uh, that's, that's so powerful. And hopefully that there'll be parents who can just like have a weight lifted off their shoulder on that. Um, and so that's so, so good. Um, Caleb, if you don't mind, I'm going to keep all four of us on here just so it's not awkward for everybody they can see our responses and see like that we're actually engaged and not running away from summer um summer did a great job i've preached many zoom messages when not seeing any faces and it's not easy <laughs> and so um awesome thank you summer uh, powerful advice for our parents and uh, man yeah that's so good so next up i'm gonna have caleb go ahead and speak um just drop some knowledge on us go ahead caleb well, thanks, Isaiah. Uh, yeah, Summer, I agree with everything you said. And I think the, the biggest thing, again, I want to reiterate is for folks to, to be patient and be kind to yourselves as parents um, and know that your, your baseline is not the same as it was before this year, right? Uh, I'm a visual person, and so um, I'm going to do a, a visual thing in a little bit, but just to explain some of what we do, I, again, I work in a community-based mental health program, and so we do more of our work actually in the home. Um, during this time, though, however, we've had to adjust to now trying to figure out how to do telehealth services, so doing some services virtually um, or even doing services in person, but like outdoors and not necessarily going into people's homes, and we know that that even when people have asked for help and, and have been gaining help in other areas, even with like tutoring and those kind of things, like we know that those resources are, are not looking the same. And so again, wanted to just make sure that, you know, folks are, are validated in, in the, the struggles to, to try to figure out how to meet the, not even just the needs for your kids, but the needs for yourselves as well. Um, and know that, you know, folks like uh, my staff and myself are really just supportive and trying to be as creative as possible with helping out. Uh, we provide individual therapy. We also do uh, like behavioral supports, right? Because uh, at times um, folks may need therapy, but there's times where young people may need more behavioral support, which can also impact, you know, your ability as a parent to, to balance what's going on. Um, so one thing I wanted to, to do was to just kind of talk about like balance. And so this is this is a this is us, right? As a parent, it's kind of your baseline, right? 
last year, you know, you had like something would come in, you kind of balance it, right? You have your, your base, your, your normal functioning, you're able to handle it. All right, that, that's done. We pick up our, our next activity. Like kid is thirsty, you just get him some water, right? Great, okay, you're thirsty, go play. I can get back to doing work. And then 2020 came around, right? And so this is our baseline. It was our baseline, right? And so now you have, or I have to clean. Uh, oh, my, my kid is also thirsty, right? Um, and, and I don't know if you all have kids that maybe like having inhalers or, or other random needs, just, oh, I have that too, right? Oh, I need my kids to do their hygiene as well. Uh, I, I work from home as well. So having to figure out Zoom and those kind of things. So I had to figure out how to balance all my work stuff. Um, and I, and I, so now we're balancing all these things. And while you're balancing all of this, your child has now asked you for attention, right? And so now you need to take all of this that you're holding and go and help out your kid, right? And so I wanted to, to just kind of do that visual and just talk about like how much as parents you're having to hold and know that it's okay that you're going to drop some stuff. Right, uh, and that is, that's just what it's going to be right now. And and one thing I'm going to show is called an escalation curve, and I'm going to show you a slide in a little bit. Um, and and what what I want actually impacts your child's escalation, and your child's escalation when they're having a hard time is going to impact your escalation as well. And we get to these points where it impacts how you're communicating, how you're building that relationship, how maybe even a hard time you're able to use your relationship in a different way. But now that you're balancing so much, having to work from home and try to use your relationship with your child um, and, and support them and also take care of yourself, you're, you're now not able to do it in the same way. Um, so I just wanted to make sure folks are, are able to have a visual of, of what that actually looks like. Um, Isaiah, can you all see the, the, the slide? Yeah, cool. So if you see on here, our baseline is just kind of our normal everyday functioning. You wake up, you're at your baseline, just relaxing, and then something happens, and which we call a trigger. And as a parent, you start to, to escalate, right? And escalation can look different for everybody. That may mean that you start to raise your voice. That may mean that you just start to feel stress in your body. You, your body's tight, right? You, you for, you're forgetting things. You're feeling rushed, right? Uh, and then you get to this crisis phase. And crisis phase looks different for everybody. That may mean that I just say, forget it. And I go shut my door and just tell the kids that they need to find food on their own. Or it's, I accidentally, I, I yell at my child and normally I don't yell at my child, right? And, and so I wanted to show this because again, as we're going up this escalation curve, the, the, the more we go up, the lower our logical thinking goes. And so as we're, the higher we're getting escalated, the, the less we are at our baseline self thinking rationally and responding to basic things like, you know, mom, dad, can I have this? Or even if you have a spouse asking for you to go do something, can you just hand me that off the couch? Why do I, why do you need that right now, right? Well, normally it might just be like, oh yeah, here, here's a remote. Um, but when you're escalated, right, you're not at your, your rational thinking. And so your communication changes, um, your response, the way you think all changes in how you react to those around you. And so I wanted to show that just so folks um, we're able to to understand that it, it's it's okay, um, and and that we, you know, we we can sometimes have to give ourselves some grace in terms of when we are trying to to intervene and help others, and when we're not able to. So the other, the last piece, and I'll pass it to Andre in a little bit, is to for you all to start to understand and to think about what are your 
own triggers as a parent, as an adult, what are the things that actually push you away from kind of your normal day-to-day functioning? Uh, a lot of times when we talk about mental health, people think when we're working with kids, we're just talking about the kids, but the reality is, is we're talking about the family, right? And again, your escalation impacts your child and vice versa. So part of this is like, as a parent dealing with all of that's going on, having to have the cafeteria ran at your home, being a, a teacher's aide, working, being a parent, right? Managing all these things. What are the things that, that push you out of your baseline? And so I really want folks to think about that. Like, what are the few things that do that? And then how do I make sure that I can recover from that? Like Summer was saying, what are the things that help you calm back down to get a break? We know that in Sacramento, for instance, there was a lot of smoke and all of a sudden we couldn't go outside and now we're cooped up inside, right? That, that, that could be the trigger, right? It wasn't nothing your kid did, but now you just can't get any sunlight. Right. So now how do you now knowing that what is your plan to help yourself stay more at your baseline so that you can respond to your kids in a more healthy way and to each other. Um, and the last thing I want to say is, is mental health. Uh, I think we think about it as a taboo subject as if it's just a small percentage of people. Uh, but there's two key words mental and health. Uh, we all should be working on ways to keep our minds healthy and to keep our bodies healthy. And that doesn't mean that it has to, to come at a time when you have a breakdown. It really is about like, how are you proactively taking care of yourself? So when things start to get even more difficult, you have something in place that helps you be able to, to manage where you're already at and not waiting until it's getting too difficult for you to handle. And so I just want to encourage folks to, to think about that and, and take some of the taboo away from it and know that mental health is really about how are you taking care of yourself um, as you're walking in, in this walk to support your kids and your families. That's I feel guilty right now from that graph. I'll be honest with you. I've I've worked my way up that a few times. Uh, Andrea's like, yes, he, yeah, yeah, he has. And uh, you know, I, it's it's tough, man. It is so tough, especially doing different roles. Like for us, we went from me working full time at church, Andrea being a stay-at-home mom, so she's taking care of all the boys, the house, everything. And now she's working from home doing, she got a job working from home doing Zoom. I'm working from home and we got these boys, right? Rhonda says she feels guilty as well in the comments. Um, and so, yeah, that, man, thank you. That, I think that for me, that's like a, a gut check, right? Like you have to be thoughtful and mindful of those kinds of things. And so that's so, so good. I have questions now at the end for you, Caleb. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Andrea is going to be here for the Q&A time. So she's just sit, you know, here to support. And so um, I have uh, Scott. I've been saying your guys' name wrong the whole time, apparently. I say Jonard. Um, I'm just going to say it because I'm partially ESL. Uh, my mom spoke Spanish to me partially. Uh, so Jonard. Jon it's Jonard. And, uh, and so I have, yeah. So I have Scott here. He's going to uh, give his, and then we'll jump in the Q&A and have more discussion time. Uh, yes, we can get that graph emailed. Uh, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, if I, uh, so Scott is an actual principal. He's on all the calls uh, for all the principals here in the state. And uh, so he has like some insider information. And <laughs> so I'm going to have Scott kind of focus that, you know, he's going to focus in on that, his perspective as principal and how to help. And so Scott, take it away, man. Yeah, thank you, Isaiah. And I will say for the last name, Gennard, say whatever you want. My parents made it up anyway. So it's uh, we got no uh, no family affiliation. It doesn't go back. 
generations or anything like that. So whatever you're comfortable with, I'm good, good with. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for that introduction. And um, I've been a principal for uh, it's my fourth year as a principal as a middle school. Been in education for about 15 years, doing all sorts of different stuff. And I will say uh, this is the most unique of a uh, career full of unique years but um you know uh, the thing about it is even though the uh the circumstances are unique the challenges are not in that we are still working with kids we're still working with adults we're still trying to educate and support the best that we can and you know i've had the privilege of talking to uh, educational leaders all over the the united states and even in other countries about what's going on and this is truly a unique time in that one uh everything's just been blown up i mean everything is like starting over uh practically everybody's learning new whether you've been in education a long time or you're brand new to it you're you're new to this and um, you know, there's all sorts of things happening, but you know, and, and I think that we can get bogged down, but when we really focus down to the needs of our students and the needs of our parents, the needs of our families, we're still talking about the same thing. We want our kids to be successful in life. We want them to show res resilience and grit. We want them to be overcomers of challenges. We wanna support our families and uh, we want them to have the tools necessary for life. And, um, you know, one of the things that's been really interesting being in education for a while is to see like our technology and how we use technology, how we've adopted technology, how we've moved forward with technology. And I think one of the things that's happened is um, technology, a phone, a computer, anything like that is a tool. And just like a hammer is a tool in the hands of a craftsman, it can also be a weapon in the hands of, uh, of an enemy. And much like that, technology has been handled like that over the course of the uh, past few decades as we've seen social media and phones and computers and technology and education and everything else. There's been good and there's been bad. And we've just seen that amplified during this time of COVID. I want to take a few minutes just to kind of talk to the parents out there around uh, what we can do about that and kind of anticipating what's going to be coming next uh, as well as we engage. So uh, March 13th of last year was when all the schools in the Sacramento region, uh, California-wide, really shut down. And at that time, everybody went to this thing called distance learning. And since then, a lot of people have expanded their vocabulary to these new words, uh, whether it's distance learning or synchronous learning or asynchronous learning or, you know, Zoom meetings, all this stuff. It's all new to us. We're still trying to, to teach the same content. We're still trying to, to work things out. We're trying to balance this work-life balance, parent balance thing that's so incredibly challenging. I know myself, I'm a principal, my wife is a school counselor. We also have three little kids, first, third, and fourth grade. So we're doing the homeschool thing and the working thing and trying to balance all that like so many. And one of the things that we have struggled with and worked with is how can we create an environment that is really honing on and developing those skills 
when it comes to technology so it can be wielded as a tool rather than a weapon and it can really build something for our kids lives as opposed to be disruptive disruptive and uh disrupt destructive and disruptive um so one of the things for us we've set a few ground rules we're very uh we have space that we've set aside we've said okay you're going to do your learning here you're going to do your playing here we've developed that structure we have a structure to our day that kind of says how we're going to plan out our day we have conversations with our kids about how they're going to engage with technology how they're going to engage with homework we talk to their parents or our kids uh, uh schools and teachers we get involved so we know we know things like how do they how do the kids log into google classroom how are they going to log in to uh to canva or schoology or whatever the learning management system is at the school how is the parents gonna how's the teachers going to communicate to us as parents and to the students maybe it's class jo dojo or something like that but it's really kind of being as informed as possible on what the expectations are going to be for for my kids we've also told our kids much to their chagrin that during the school week technology is an educational tool so if they aren't in, in, in class, they are on tech. The, there's no Nintendo Switch, there's no Roblox, there's no iPad, there's no Chromebook, there's no YouTube, unless we're engaged in an activity as a family. We still got family movie night. We still have, have those things. But outside of that, we really try to lock it down. We say, hey, this is a tool. It's used at designated times, and that's what we're going to focus on. Um, there's been some tears. Shed. <laughs> On both our parts. Yeah, both our parts. <laughs> I, I must say, I do love the babysitter of Roblox. It's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's about really kind of developing that for, for our kids. So I've been telling parents all the time, like, really focus on that structure, communicate, get involved with the student's education. And, um, and I will say also, give your school grace. Right now is a very, very challenging time. You know, I, I feel extraordinarily blessed that I have the background I have. I have a very strong technology background. I spent three and a half years as a technology coordinator. I've worked with companies like Google and Apple and Microsoft in my past. Now, I have all that. Our school was really strongly focused on technology. And this has been real hard for us. As a school, as a teacher, as administrators, I know a lot of people have had to develop an entirely new skill set. So while I ask everybody to be involved and communicate, uh, having some grace is going to go a long way, especially as we move forward. We really want to kind of focus on um, what's next. It's going to be interesting. School isn't come, going to come back the way we're used to. It's not going to be the kids go off and in the morning get picked up on the buses and go to the classroom and have recess and go to the playground and all that. It's going to be different. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. It's changing all the time. Uh, and uh, But I know that everybody's working incredibly hard to kind of develop it, a plan, but it's going to be a process throughout this entire year. That we're going to be learning and continuing uh, on. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm looking at the chat here. <laughs> so, Ronnie, yeah, I see that on school days, no games or no games on computers. They do school on. What we say is on school days, no games, no activities, 
uh, they really commit to that. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that, Isaiah. I think I just stepped on you doing the, the Q&A. All right. <laughs> Rhonda wants her answers, uh, her questions <laughs> answered. So Rhonda's VIP around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Um, so really, you know, um, and there's so many pros and cons. There's so many blessings and challenges during this time. And it's, it's such an interesting time we live in. And um, just as we move forward, this year is going to require a lot of grace. It's going to require a lot of patience. And I cannot uh, agree more with uh, what Summer's saying, with what Caleb's saying. You got to take care of yourself. You got to focus on making sure that you're taking care of your family. Take that time to really meet your needs, your physical needs, your spiritual needs, your emotional needs, um, you know, and uh, and just be selfish with that right now because that's kind of what it takes in some ways. And and you know, I know if it wasn't for uh, for going to God in prayer and taking that time and going out and get you know doing doing my thing every once in a while, I don't think I could really be handling this. So you know, that's my encouragement to everybody. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I think I don't have anything else to say. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, that's so good. I, you know, I, thanks for speaking as a principal. I think sometimes maybe not everyone feels like they can have an access to a principal or talk, you know, or call. So if you guys, you know, have questions like that, if you, you know, here's a principal from our church, counselor from our church, therapist from our church, social work from our church that you can ask, you know, and just, um, you know, these are all people who are resources within our church family um, that can help you out. And so um, I'm going to just jump into so, a few resources before uh, we go to some Q&A time. And then on these resources, I'll be putting them in the, in the chat. And so uh, let me just he see here. So here's just a few resources that I was thinking of. Uh, so obviously we have Educational Mountains, um, Scott and Summer. Um, they have a website there. Uh, what, what can people find on your guys' website if they head on over there? They're gonna have another list of resources that they can look at um, in addition to what the ones you have here. Um, okay. They're mostly from my perspective as far as teen uh, and then family related. I do, I'll be putting some mindfulness things on there, which okay. I can explain towards the end of this stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you, yeah, I'll have you jump in then. I, I, I'll, um, I, once I'm done with these resources, I'll have you jump over to your resources. Um, and then I'm gonna have Andrea speak on these next few here. Uh, so Andrea, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I've actually gone to a couple of since I recently got back into um, working. Um, I started going to some trainings as part. Of, I also work at a community-based um, mental health um, center, and um, yeah, the California Surgeon General is amazing. She's done TED talks. She's you can probably find her on YouTube and this website here. Yeah, that we're going to give you guys the link. She's come out with um, the the stress busting playbook, and it's it's really great. It's simple to read, fast, easy. It's a few pages, and it gives you just like six areas in our lives as parents 
to focus on, where we can focus on ourselves. Like everybody has said, it is so important. And, um, and then it just breaks it down like simple bullet points on like specific goals that you can set for yourself in those areas. Um, I really like it just like to jump to refer to just to jump back into and just to see those areas just to give me a refresher and get me back on track even for myself um and then uh, and there's other resources on that website too like mindfulness free mindfulness apps and um just other articles and things um if your family is stressed or um you know stressed about distance learning or just financially there's a lot of um resources on there too. And 211 is another amazing resource. If you just dial 211 from your phone, they have access to over 1600 resources in just Sacramento alone. Um, everything, financial stuff, job stuff, health, mental health, anything that you can think of that you might be interested in, someone will answer, will talk to you, will help you find what you're looking for. And um, if you prefer to go online, they have a website there too. And then um, I also looked at the, the school district. They've been, all the school districts have been putting out stuff, hiring social workers. And Natomas just emailed us their new virtual wellness center. Um, so I know a lot of our kids are in Natomas, but um, yeah, a lot of stuff on there. It's super easy to use. You can make appointments. Parents can make appointments. You can choose who you want to meet with. Um, they have parent support staff. Um, all the stuff is in the evening. Um, so it's easy for us working parents. Um, they have groups available for the youth, for the kids. Um, they have so much, so much stuff on there. If you want to submit, um, submit kind of like a, an application if you want more intensive services for, for your family. And they even have um, parenting workshops on love and logic parenting, um, suicide training for parents, um, even an article, a helpful article on there about suicide, what are the warning signs and um, what to do in those moments. Um, lot, lots of like, maybe I think like six or more parenting workshops that are on there too that you can sign up for on different topics, depression and anxiety and children, um, lots of good stuff on there. So yeah, I've played around with that, with that website today and found a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, Andrea, do you, can you just because you're you know, affiliated with SAC Youth Center, can you just, so I also have this bottom parts ways to connect. Obviously, we're really church, but if you can just kind of explain what SAC Youth Center is doing. Yeah, so SAC Youth Center, when all this came down, um, they started doing their mentor, their mentoring program, they started doing their stuff online. So they have online courses already ready to go um, to help our youth know what areas to focus on in their life like health and um yeah mindfulness and like having a routine and goals and dream setting so they have a lot of good um mentoring online classes done by people that you know our youth would know myself adam raquel langston um mason like a lot of a lot of good stuff on there and they can get connected to to those people as mentors. And now they're even open um, for day camp. So they have limited spots available, but they are open. People are, youth are going there. I think starting this week um, was when they started to be able to do that. And I know they've gotten some grants too for job training. So um, they have those programs available too, where, where youth are going to be able to learn skills in, in certain areas. Um, 
media, food, peer, being a peer counselor. Um, so it's really, really exciting stuff that they're able to do over there and parent resources too. Yeah, we're actually doing a partnership with them on that grant. And so uh, if you have a student or a young person at Real Life Church ages 14 to 24, we're going to be doing um, job training slash interning at the church. Um, we'll start in October. And so um, students will be able to, we're actually going to do two tracks. We're going to do kind of like digital marketing. And then the other one's going to, we're going to start a youth cafe. And so that digital marketing will be promoting that youth cafe. So we have Ken and um, Rebecca Karasi, who are going to be helping us kind of coach that. Um, so that's exciting. Um, also, um, Real Life Church, um, starting next week on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 2.30 to 5.30, we're going to be having um, for TK to fifth grade, um, Pastor Dean called it the parent relief project so parents can get some relief from their kids. <laughs> uh, but really, it's kind of like that parent night out thing. You just bring your kids. We're going to have activities outdoors for them, um, socially distanced, safe. Uh, if you just need some free babysitting, really, Pastor uh, Michelle and I are going to be there for three hours, getting them socialized and getting you unsocialized from your child, socially distanced from your child. Um, and so that's exciting. Also, um, I'm going to go here real quick. I'm going to share a different screen. Um, I'm going to kind of put a little plug for myself, but um, not really. Uh, Real Life Church also has connecting points. So if you go to the website, um, click connecting points. Um, we have different people who are doing in the fall, you join a group, uh, and there's, you know, Bible studies, small groups, fourth and fifth graders, I'm doing the bicycle ride, group that's leaving from Discovery or Old Sack, just different ones, and so there's, there's ways to be connected, uh, there's ways, there's resources even in-house to be connected with other people, um, and if you just like to eat, there's a group that's going out once a month and they're just eating outdoor dining and they're getting their beast mode on. So, um, there are resources, uh, we have ways to get connected. Um, and yeah, just message us. You can message me. I'll give you my email specifically if you have questions in the chat. And so, um, I'll jump to summer's resources and then we'll go into some Q and a time. So summer, you go. You're on mute, Summer. Oh, there you go. Oh, there I am. Okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted just to give you guys a few. Re those are great resources, by the way, guys. I love it. I love that um, what I've got is even different. So that just shows how many resources there are out there for you, for families, which I love. Um, I think it, it took us a while to get all this going, but once uh, a lot of agencies did, it just, it just, brought forth a lot of this fruitfulness in this area. Um, give me just a second. We're trying to pull it up. I want it up here. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to go over this one. This is um, this is a relay service for teens. Um, you know, this time can really bring up some intense situations as a family. Um, some crisis situations. So obviously these are crisis type situations that you're looking at right here. Um, but your family might be experiencing those right now. And I wanted you to know that there is support for you. Um, there's a relay service that you can call. Um, here's that information. Um, and they will help you in our Sacramento area. 
Um, they're open till 8 p.m. currently. This time changes, um, they've been changing their hours quite a bit, but this is the latest um, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. that I have found for these guys. Um, we share this with a lot of our families. Oops, sorry, I'm gonna backtrack here. So our mental health clinics that are available, um, besides all the, a lot of the things you saw and besides K, uh, Caleb's, um, is, um, is for is the urgent mental health urgent care and this is if you're experiencing like you you feel like your child is suicidal um, and you don't know what to do okay this is the clinic that's going to help you out um, it's off stockton boulevard you guys can see the address down below you can take a snapshot of that on your screen or with your phone right now if you have this running on your computer feel free um, and again this will be on our website educational mountains um, again, this is more of a crisis type thing, but we have those situations. I've, I've can't run into many situations this year, um, where teens are, you know, they've had, they've had, you know, those triggers just building up like Caleb was speaking about until finally they're in crisis mode and they're there and they need our support. Otherwise, you know, it can just really go bad. Um, and this is the way you can get some of that support. Um, I'm going to switch to my last side, which is, slide, which is a little lighter for you guys. I told you I would share, oh wait, do, yeah, that one. I told you I would share um, just a resource for your students. So these are some great, let me just stop doing this. Um, you get, these are some great resources on uh, YouTube. Um, mindfulness, if you guys have heard that term in your schools, maybe online, your, your teachers are talking to your students about it. All it is, is just being aware of where you're at emotionally and also being aware of your surroundings. Okay. Um, it helps some of, a lot of these videos are really cute, well-made short videos that you can give your kids. You see them start escalating, going up that mountain that Caleb was talking about and triggers. Put on one of these, say, Hey, let's take a break. <laughs> this is less than five minutes and you can watch, you know, them just start to relax as they go through some of these exercises. Now I'm going to give you just a little warning as a Christian, there are some of these mindfulness exercises uh, that are more, I would say new age, uh, and you can preview them before you put your, put them on for your kid. But I'd say most of them just have to do with, you know, paying attention to your body doing breathing techniques that will help your, um, I could explain the whole science right now, but I'm not because of time. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a video of that on our website for you. Um, but it, it just helps your brain to release hormones that relax your body uh, very quickly, doing these deep, slow breaths. A lot of these videos have. And um, a lot of times they have little exercise videos on YouTube as well. Just pop one of those on, your kids climbing all over the walls. And there you go. They're exercising, getting that energy out. So don't try to be crazy, you know, and, and hit some of your chip triggers that you've got going on. So those are my resources. We're going to stop sharing. Awesome. Isaiah, can I jump in really fast? Yeah, go for it, man. Um, I just wanted to plug one thing with the mindfulness. Um, 
I think sometimes people think that when you're doing that, it has to be this like long 15 minute drawn out thing. Um, really what mindfulness is, 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 is there's, there's these split second moments, especially as a, as a parent where you can utilize breathing and, and taking a few breaths to slow yourself down enough to respond in a way that's healthy and um, to calm yourself down and to take care of yourself. So I want to just make sure I threw that plug in there that it isn't about like having to add in another 15 minutes to your day, you can really get into a practice of like, how do I do a mindfulness thing in you know, 30 to 45 seconds once you really get good at it to, to slow yourself down enough. So I just wanna make sure I put in that plug. Um, and there are times that it's helpful to do a 15 minute like breathing exercise. So uh, it's, there, there is a spectrum, uh, like, like Summer was saying of the different types of mindfulness. Um, and then at some point too, I would love to talk about um, signs and symptoms. Uh, we didn't get a lot into it, but uh, it really is important during these times uh, for you as parents to, to look through some of the resources that Andrea shared. Um, that is, again, knowledge is power, just being able to understand um, different signs and symptoms uh, for your kids and for yourself that may be showing that maybe you're experiencing something that is, is outside of kind of like your normal experience. Um, and for your kids as well, like if they're starting to like isolate like exaggerated changes in behaviors, um, like, you know, what does it mean when we say someone's expressing hopelessness? Like, what does that actually sound like? So thinking about those types of things, it's important to, to get to understand what that looks like so that you can catch things early. Um, the earlier you can intervene um, in, when you're having struggles, the, the more likely the outcome of being successful in navigating it. Awesome. Um, I'll just jump into that then for you, Caleb. Um, so I, you know, I talk to a lot of parents who are fearful of their children being suicidal. Um, you know, their changes, that hopelessness and you know, they, and a, a lot of times the parents worry that they're going to like step out of bounds with their child, almost like freak out too much in a way they're going to like push their child away um, if they go straight to like the suicide talk. Um, and so what would you say to parents like, you know, how, you know, there a lot of parents are struggling how to navigate that. Like, how do I go big on that subject without losing relationship? Um, so yeah, how, so you could jump in some signs, but like, how, how do you, how would you talk to about a parent who kind of like, how do you approach that conversation? Yeah, I think the, the first piece, um, is to think about your own comfort with the conversation. I think a lot of times people, it, it's a, a conversation that people are so uncomfortable having that they're not able to be really direct when they need to be. Um, I think the first piece is, is approaching your young people, um, with, not not trying to like tell them what's wrong, tell them what's wrong, but really just letting them know how much you care about them, right? And oftentimes just just really approaching it from a sense of, you know, I love you and I actually just want to figure out like how to make sure that you're able to enjoy your life and, and support you and whatever's going on. Um, and also knowing what your resources are, right? If they're not able to talk to you, who is it that in their family that they might be able to talk to, right? Um, and, and honestly, uh, being pretty direct is okay. Uh, I think sometimes people are really afraid to ask that question. Like, you know, like, like honey, have you had thoughts of, of harming yourself or uh, of killing yourself? Uh, we don't ask those questions. And, and a lot of times those are the questions that need to be asked, right? And yes, there may be a reaction to it, but you, you'd, you'd, I'd rather have you err on the side of having a reaction to getting asked that question than not asking the question and not knowing what's going on. Um, so I think, again, I think the first piece is um, just to approach with love and care and understanding um, and be aware of your own, own reactions because oftentimes what we've seen is a, a child may actually answer, yes, I've had that. And then they get a negative response from the parent because they didn't know how to handle it, right? Um, or like, you shouldn't think that, right? Like you have a great life, that, that actually might not be helpful, right? And so being able to like ask that question and be ready for the answer. 
uh, and let them know that no matter how you answer this question, I'm going to love you either way and I'm going to help, I'm going to support you, right? And I'm not going to shun you or push you or tell you that it's not okay that you have these thoughts. The reality is, is more, more youth have these thoughts and parents as well than, than we recognize. So I think that that's really key is just pay attention to how you respond and, and, and give them opportunity. Uh, if they don't answer you, leave it open-ended, right? You know, when you're ready to tell me, please come and tell me. Um, and then the other side of that is starting to look for signs and things that maybe they're not telling you verbally, but are they showing you, right? So if you have a young person who maybe um, has had a significant change in their eating patterns, right? That's even one that people miss a lot of times. If, if, if someone just all of a sudden is, is like not eating and having a difficulty there, or if they're starting to isolate, um, if they're starting to give away a bunch of their items that you know that you know is important to them, right? I'm a, I'm a gamer. I love my Xbox. So if I was to start giving away my Xbox and my games and all that stuff, like that would be a worry, right? So, and I know that seems like a silly example, but but really thinking of that, right? Like, does your kid collect figurines and all of a sudden they're starting to just hand them out to their friends? Like getting rid of things or saying bye to people, um, those kind of things can be a sign of that, right? And I don't want folks to go home and like over pathologize their kids, but pay attention, right? And just see like, you know, are is, is there something that feels really different with how they're acting? Are they hopeless? Are they saying constantly, I don't want to be here? life is too hard, those type of statements, right? Be curious about that. And you don't have to go straight into like, well, are you thinking of killing yourself? But if someone says, I'm, I'm tired of living or I hate my life right now, like what, what is it about your life, baby, that's making, that makes you like, not like your life right now. And it could just be, they don't like having to sign in and, and listen to Caleb talk at school, right? Oh, okay, we can talk about that. Or is it that they're having trouble elsewhere, right? So at learning like what types of questions to ask too. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. Andrea, I'm actually going to ask you a question on this too, the same topic, because this is, I mean, you know, Andrea and I take these talks with youth parents all the time, and I'm sure she does it at work as well. Um, but so I took one training on gatekeeper for like suicide, and I, I don't, and I still feel like they send me a certificate, I have no clue what I learned. Um, they're using a lot of big words. Um, but part of the thing, the difficult, so one is that way, like, how I don't want to go too far in addressing my student but then the other side of it is sometimes there's students and I, I'm not trying to be insensitive but there's sometimes students trying to make it seem you know almost like attention seeking behavior and it's like well you're not paying attention to me or you're not looking at why aren't you this or aren't you that and so Andrea how like and, and I know it's blurred lines but like how can you help a parent who um, and so after Andrea answers maybe Summer she probably deals with this as well like how how do you, how does a parent, do you tell the difference? Do you tell a difference? Should you care if there's a difference? Um, so yeah, Andrea, how, like if they're just like, oh, they're just being that way for attention, you know? Um, yeah, what could you say to parents dealing with that? I mean, like on one hand, I feel like, yeah, you should care if there's a difference, but then I think underlying both whether whether it's one or the other is is probably a, a disruption in the relationship between you know a, a child or youth and their parent so you know i would say trying to get to the root of that and finding out how are they feeling you know in in their relationship like like are they feeling alone are they feeling hurt are they feeling misunderstood like what's missing what's what do they feel is missing in their in their lives right now and just trying um like caleb said to as a parent to be supportive and open up the communication and um and showing that you're okay with having those hard conversations whatever whatever it is because because 
as parents, we need to get to the root of, of the problem or what's happening. And, um, and parents are the, are the biggest influence and the biggest, you know, can make cause the biggest change in the home. So, um, so trying to have a better relationship with, with your youth and, and finding out what's, what's going on and how, how are their relationships with you and with the other like close people in their lives, I think would, would solve both of those, those issues, whether they're needing, needing attention, more time, or, or they're really struggling to, to find reason to, to live. Yeah. Summer, you want to add to that? Cause you, I know you deal with a lot of students in crisis as well. Yeah. Um, I really liked um, what both you guys said about this because um, I, I have a lot of parents, you know, to be honest, I'd say half the cases I deal with are serious and some of them and the other half are just, they're trying, they are trying to get attention. But what I tell parents is, is always act like it's an emergency. <laughs> Don't say, oh, my, I know my kid, they're just, you know, messing around. Uh, they, because a lot of times if you do that, even if they're not in crisis mode and they are just trying to get attention, like Andrea said, uh, there is an underlying issue that you're that now ignoring. And when you ignore that underlying issue, trying to get the root of why they're trying to get attention, okay? It can escalate and just keep going up to the crisis that you don't want to happen, obviously, um, where they are actually at risk for suicide. So it's just something uh, to think about there. And something I tell parents too, I like as far as like getting ready for that conversation, that's a big conversation. and um it it takes a lot of mental fortitude to have with your child i think um especially if you're not someone that dives deep into those conversations a lot um so just really prepare your mind do some mindfulness exercises do some things that'll really make you strong-minded to be able to uh comment to you know react to their comments in a uh i would say stoic way uh, not a, not a ton of emotion reaction, uh, but with you know calm, kind words, um, because that will help you honestly. <laughs> that will help you get the most information out of them, okay? <laughs> and that's what you want to do. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. I, like I said, I, I with youth, you know, I meet, have those talks with parents a lot, and and it's usually it usually ends best when the parents are not saying what <laughs> you know and again i i have littles so i mean if i if, if yeah, you check in with me if i have that kind of, i might be doing the same and so i'm not exempt but it's just you know because parents are trying their best to give them the best life and giving all and you know a lot of times kids don't know the sacrifice that parents are putting in uh, and and so it's almost like a slap in the face to a lot of parents and so it's very easy for parents to respond in that manner. But yeah, definitely, um, you know, less is more in the response, uh, you know, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's, that's not easy uh, for sure. And, and as I say, if you did react, you know, with, with a lot of emotion, it's not over there. So don't, don't beat yourself up yeah. <laughs> at the end of all the conversations you'll be able to have like this. But just take a step back and say, you know what, I want to talk about more about this. I need a little break, you yeah. know, and that's healthy for you to say you need a break and uh, 
you know, most of the time, I mean, I say a lot of time, the kids get that, you know, and then you can come back to it with a better mindset and just going, okay, this is where we're going. All right. Now I know for sure this is where we're going. I need to prepare myself a little bit, you know, and that's okay to do. So. Yeah. That, that, that actually leads to the question I wrote down actually, and anyone could take this, but regarding what Caleb talked about the escalation, um, I find, you know, there's moments in times of that escalation in Christ, like, you know, say like with my wife or with my kids, with a teenager, you know, when Pastor Michelle's bullying me in the office or whatever it is, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever that moment is, there's times where like when things get real, like, I know maybe it's, maybe it's a man thing where we just want to bounce on those moments and like just remove ourselves. And so like, it, you know, we live in an apartment and I've been, and, and during COVID you can like hear like the, the couple fights have been more uh, since COVID, <laughs> you know, like, you know, who's fighting or for us, it's my kids just screaming nonstop. Um, and so like, you know, how, what's, so, you know, what's healthy or what are healthy ways to like, be in that moment i know it's like you're saying you get further removed from what your healthy self in that moment but like is that healthy to bounce in those moments or is there a healthy way to bounce for a little bit like she said take a break um but like what are healthy ways in those red zone moments to not like say things you're gonna regret regret not lose relationship not say hurtful things and you know do hurtful things you know there's maybe people who have holes in their walls you know um so like any one of you guys, like, uh, I know Caleb brought that up, but like, what are some healthy ways to, um, you know, what's healthy? Leave, stay, what? Yeah, I, I think it, it, it depends on your relationship, right? Uh, and, and it's situational. Um, I think there is times where it actually is more healthy to walk away from a situation. Um, but, but what's important is agreeing to come back uh, instead of just leaving and leaving it wide open right because there's no closure to whatever that conflict was and, it, and it's likely that you're going to be re-triggered if you come back and you think it's good and someone just says something that gets on your nerves right and now you're back in the red again um so i think that that piece is important um we call them cut off one cut off two so like knowing like what what is like before you get to the point where it's crisis knowing like what is the cutoff strategies for for you and your relationships right and um that may mean uh you know if you're faith-based like taking time to pray if you immediately when you know you're starting to get escalated or if you know you're going to have a difficult conversation um if that's not for for you to do then also like being preemptive uh oftentimes we wait until crisis happen to come up with a plan um so for instance my wife and i we actually uh both have both agreed like if one of us is getting to the point where we're getting frustrated frustrated, we can just request to, to walk away. And the other has to agree to that, but we agree to come back. That's, so yeah, so pre that's good to have that agreement in, in place. Um, so I'll definitely share from our personal <laughs> time. So it's definitely walk away for us, for me, particularly. Um, and usually he'll start noticing me getting, you know, just getting triggered. And then he'll be, he'll be like, so what do you think? You need a break? You know, I'm like, I do, I do need a break, you know? And then I just go, I tell the kids, Hey, mommy's taking a break. And I go in my room, shut and lock the door, you know, and just listen to some music, rest, uh, close my eyes for a few minutes, pray um sometimes it's it's leaving and going and running an errand by myself you know 
mask yeah. it up and head out. Yeah, yeah and, um, and I, I have to say, I always come back a better person. <laughs> um, but it's it's hard. Um, here we also use noise canceling headphones. I don't know if you guys have ever tried those, but we get them at the <laughs> at the hardware store. So they're for construction workers. They're under twenty dollars. And if you have a child, <laughs> like we have our son, that gets overwhelmed by noise easily, and that just means the noises of you know the different. Uh, during the day, the different um, classrooms that are happening in our in our house, as long with, along with our work that's happening, he'll stick those on, and man, they just block out a ton of noise, help his body calm down. And I have my own pair that I put on when the, the noise of the TV or the music or whatever is just getting to me. Um, you know, just being home with everybody constantly, you got to have some quiet, and it's not as easy anymore of just turning the things off. It's just not, you can't turn your kids off, okay? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, I know, I know. I told my husband, I says, why didn't we have these when my kids were toddlers? Like, you can still hear them talking, but you can't hear that deafening, piercing, screaming thing happening, yeah. you know, or a kid, you know, being crazy and they're just having fun in their room, you know? So it's yeah. really helpful. I recommend them. Yeah, I, actually I would like okay. <laughs> Also adding, I saw Rhonda ask this yeah. question about how can we recover with our team? And you know, I've got 612 to 14 year olds on my campus and I've had countless conversations with, uh, with parents about, you know, trying to recover a relationship that's maybe been damaged in the past and what do you do about that? And, and I will say that our kids respond to vulnerability and authenticity. Yeah. And oftentimes the, the hurt and the pain comes from, uh, you know, as parents, maybe we get embarrassed or maybe we get reflective or maybe we realize that we went too far, but we don't address it and we kind of cover it up and we try to move on and maybe we even forget about it, but our kids don't. And so what, what I will say, and I say this to, to parents, you know, of, of young, uh, young kids, um, those teenage preteen years, you know, sometimes you have to really apologize for, for bad behavior. Sometimes you have made mistakes. Sometimes you have spent years doing things wrong as a parent, but the reality is that until you bite that bullet, demonstrate that vulnerability, apologize, have an authentic conversation that says, Hey, um, I want to repair this relationship. How can we move forward? It's not going to be repaired in one conversation or in one sitting or anything like that, but having that conversation mm -hmm. and starting that at a place of vulnerability, a place of, of just saying, I don't, I'm not, you know, it's not about who's right, who's wrong, who's doing this or that, but it's like saying, Hey, hurts happen. We need to, to acknowledge that hurt talk about that hurt, address that hurt, and let's start building something from there. Yeah. And, uh, and I know for me, even with my kids, first, third, and fourth grade, I can't tell you how many times I've had to take my daughter aside and just be like, honey, I was, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. And that's what I need to do. And I think that that's something that we, um, that we just need to, to kind of 
think and analyze and think about and don't coming from a place of vulnerability and authenticity is always yeah. the way to go. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I've had to do that with my four-year-old already, you know, a few times. And uh, yeah, it's, there's humility. Um, it's learning, it's unlearning things, you know, that I thought parenting was going to be. Um, and yeah. And I mean, even though they're kids, like they're humans, right. And they have thoughts and feelings and, you know, emotions and they are processing stuff. And I think our, our, you know, in working with teenagers, a lot of times I've heard a lot of parents like, well, you're in my house or you're in this and you're in that, which is old school. And, you know, it kind of worked. I probably have some like, you know, scars from, you know, growing up as well. But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, wanting to really preserve relationship and, you know, build that them up, uh, showing humility helps, especially, you know, you're not just maintaining relationship with them. I'm not a therapist, guys. I'm not a professional in this, but like, you're not just maintaining relationship with you and your child, but you're setting the tone for their relationship with them and their future children. And so, you know, uh, if you, if you don't want your grandbabies getting screamed and yelled at and punched in the face, um, you know, show, show that grace and mercy to your own children. So um, again, my kids are little, um, one is on the, on the path of being a beautiful, patient, loving child. The other one we're praying for, uh, he's wild and crazy, like his mom. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, just a couple more questions. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, you guys all are still working. So we have a principal, a school counselor, a therapist, and a social worker, uh, clinical social worker. And so like, and I talked, we talked about resources, but like I've had students hit me up, say like, well, I don't have, I can't just go to my school counselor anymore. And so like, uh, anyone want to like, I know we talked about resources, but like, do all, do all school districts, are all counseling agencies, are all like schools, do they all have resources right now for students? So can, do parents have to be like, well, the schools are closed or is there still help for them? I'll say uh, for the schools, we're open and uh, everybody's working, everybody's working tons and, uh, you know, we want to reach out to students and, you know, schools are doing the best we can. You know, I know our schools reaching our counselors, reaching out every single day, but, you know, uh, right now it's the easiest time for kids to go on notice, slip through the track cracks and things like that. So reach out to, to your principal, reach out to your teacher, reach out to, to the counselors, whatever it might be. And that can be the best resource, uh, not only to give you access to school social workers, school counselors, school, all that, but they can also make recommendations to a lot of local agencies and local resources that are available to you, to you too. So, uh, so definitely reach out. They're there, they're working, and they're working hard. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I know the Thomas Unified specifically, just because our kids are in it, um, and, you know, Twin Rivers our districts I'm imagining like all over the place you know you're where we are getting inundated with mental health requests that we're handling them and uh counsel I mean I can't say how much I think school districts are valuing counselors and mental health agencies right now because they are and they are ready and waiting to just give you resources yeah. Um, 
particularly your school counselor and your school psychologist, but also uh, outside community resources yeah. if you want them. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. For in terms of uh, and let me know. Can you guys hear me? Okay, my internet was acting weird a second ago. Um, we, again, I work for a community-based organization, and so we are still doing um, going out into the community. Um, our agency has actually had more of a conservative approach compared to other ones. Um, and so we are doing in-person, but we're doing it outside with all of the different guidelines. So wearing masks, keeping six feet distance, those kind of things on top of also providing telehealth, which means we're doing it through Zoom, phone, and those kind of things as well. Um, for a lot of the county agencies, they are still doing the same. They're going in person. Um, I know, for, for instance, in Solano County, they're actually, uh, they mandated for their workers to come in, I believe, two to three days a week um, into the office. And so, yeah, there still are a lot of services uh, that, that you can access. Um, 211, again, is a great place to start. If you just like don't know what you need, <laughs> but you know you need something, being able to just talk it through with them, they'll be able to like, point you in the right direction in Sacramento County to, to get you the provider you need. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's a, a really important piece. And I have one more, but I'll, I'll come back when I remember. Yeah, and um, uh, and the church is still open. Um, you know, for those of you, you know, this is, we are on the Real Life Church page. Uh, you know, we are still open. We have a pastor on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We always have someone on call. Um, you know, we have our food closet open if you need it. Our youth ministry is meeting on Monday nights via Zoom. We're going to start our breakfast club on Sundays, Sunday, once a month, Sunday mornings. We have a one month, one event per month. We have, we're meeting outdoors for service. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're still trucking along as well. And so what I've been telling the students um, is don't, you know, we're isolated, right? A lot of people are still isolated and you know, obviously go with what you feel comfortable and what your family feels comfortable. Um, but don't isolate your soul. Like we're obviously not me. Maybe there's not, we're not always meeting in person, but like, if you just shut zoom off, say I'm tired of zoom, um, you know, you're isolating your heart, your soul, your mind, um, you know, and you know, I, I'm on Facebook groups with youth pastors and they're really arguing about the whole like gathering. And I'm like, if I can gather on the, like, let, you know, gather here, God's God, you know, he's omnipresent. So, you know, we're gathered. And, uh, and so, yeah, don't isolate yourself. You know, if you're in the, in your living room for the last six months, that's fine. But, you know, there's ways to um, plug in with other people. And so, yeah, I would just encourage any parents who watch this, you know, the youth is still trucking along, looks different. Um, but I, I would just say youth ministry was, was due for a, a looks different. It had been done the same way for 50 plus years. And uh, so I'm excited for the challenges that uh, and the new wineskins that God has. And so um, I'll just I'm just gonna finish with this. If, if I'm just going to go through and if everyone so if you four would just finish maybe like one to two minute, just kind of closing comments, advice, um, you know, your your most treasured advice and how to get through this, you know, mental health, you know, like any anything that's pressing on your heart. So. Um, I'll start with my wife, Andrea, again, because she's my, she's my boo, and I'll have her go first. Ah, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, it's, it's just kind of reiterating what you were saying is, is staying connected. Um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of times, um, especially the youth, you know, can sometimes give, like, excuses for, for things or why they don't want to do certain things but we i think we really that's something that we really have to fight for i know 
through all this time, um, a message that I've been telling the youth is just like, we were not meant to live this life alone, you know, and um, it, this has lasted way, way longer than any of us ever thought it would. Um, so um, yeah, I think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest thing we have to have to fight for. And, and especially for our youth, I think that's, that's always like super important in their lives is, is their connection to their, to their peers and to others. Um, and now that there's more and more opportunities, like Summer said, like, like everybody's kind of shifted and we've kind of figured out um, ways to make that happen. So um, yeah, I would, I would emphasize that and seek that for, and for us too, as parents. Yeah, adults as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, Caleb, you want to go ahead, man? Yeah. Um, what I'll leave you with is this: like history has shown us the resiliency uh, of uh, the different communities, right? The church community, those that are not in church, like just the, the resiliency of, of us as individuals. And so, I just want to make sure that folks continue to keep these times in perspective, knowing that there's there's an end. To this right um but that this end things are going to look different next year right like using virtual platforms and these kind of things like being able to understand that this has actually shown us other ways to connect to folks that maybe we haven't done before and so making sure that we hold on to those pieces of hope um into that faith piece that um this this is a trial for us to be able to to lock in and, and focus on things that we haven't focused on right we, we have some time to now stop and settle uh, and think and reflect um, but again, keep it in perspective that there is an end in sight. We've made it through stuff before in history, uh, and we'll make it through this uh, and continue to check on one another, right? Check on your, your brothers and your sisters, because um, it's, it's, we're meant, like, like Andrea was saying, we are meant to interact with others. We're, we're social beings. Um, so make sure that you're checking on each other, even if it's just to say hello and see how you're doing and, or even share a story about how difficult your day was as a parent, being able to be validated, um, take care of each other. That's good, man. I, there's been times, actually, in a staff meeting one time, I was like, "Hey, has anyone heard from?" And they're like, "I should be reach. I should reach out to them, shouldn't I?" <laughs> it's just like God dropped people's names on your heart sometimes, man. You got to reach out. So that that's that's so good, so 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 good. So, all right, John Janards. Yeah, um, I think I think the thing that I'd love to leave you guys with is just connect with those that you want, like that you can connect with. And I know that a lot of us are keeping our groups really small and um, to connect with those people then, you know. Um, and like they said, check in with people that are on your mind and heart. Um, another resource I wanted to give you guys, this is an easy one to get to, it's called Care Solace. And it's online, just says Care Solace, type that in, it'll direct you right to their website. And it's a really easy way to um, get resources quickly. You just type in information on their little grid and a real person will get back to you, give you sliding scale type of mental health places, free mental health places. Um, but it's um, it's a really good resource that I forgot to mention earlier. It's pretty easy to access as well. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna piggyback and add on to what everybody said because you know, that sense of community is so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, and this is something that, that God's laid on my heart and talking about it, is while there is an end, uh, it's it's not going to be for a while. 
I mean, we it, we're we're in this for a, for a long time yet, and uh, you know we're running a race, and it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And so make sure that as you're building these things in your life, these patterns, this community, this system, really aim for sustainability. Go for something that that you can really maintain, really kind of uh, push through. And I want to really reiterate, you know, going back to what Caleb was talking about earlier, like catch yourself early so you aren't responding to disaster and emergency. And uh, that's so absolutely critical. Be checking in with yourself. Be checking with your kids. Be checking with your marriage. Be checking with your, uh, you know, everything really throughout the way because uh, this is a challenging time and there's, it's, uh, it's going to be a while still. And uh, so make sure that you're sustaining your building, checking in with yourself early. I was going to say a great way to check in is to, <laughs> for your, how you're acting or where you're at is to ask your kids. Uh, they'll tell you if you allow them to. <laughs> um, my daughter, my oldest especially, she will tell you, mommy, you're getting a little bit mean. And I'm like, whoa, what <laughs> are you talking about? And then I realized she's, she's telling me the truth. So therefore I'm somewhere up climbing up that mountain to crisis. I need to stop, hear her, and then go do what I need to do. It's oh, safer to hear that from a nine-year-old little girl than a husband. Oh yeah. I have found yeah. that out. So uh, yeah, go, go to the kids about that. <laughs> you would not be on the call. Uh, thank you guys. Um, you know, God's put on my heart. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a big social media guy. I, I kind of like my Instagram is like blocked. I don't hardly anyone follow me. I, I just like to keep it to my close circle, but, um, yeah, Rhonda's like, ask your kid. Wow. Be ready. Um, yeah. Make sure they have a helmet on and pads and stuff, Rhonda. Uh, but you know, like, one of the things that like, I guess I'll end on this is like, one, there's no shortcut around prayer. Like as one of the pastors of our church, I'll tell you guys, and Caleb's a board member of the church. And, you know, if you need help, get it. Like we're not a church that opposes mental health. There's char there are churches who would just say that that's you know, maybe even a sin. And I don't know, you know, you're, you're not trusting in God or anything like that. But, you know, if, if you do need help, get the help do not be fearful of calling even calling us we will find you the help um you know we we will get you help whatever you got to do we'll find you help and so if you're in this crisis that you know we in a crisis mode we will get you help i will say there's no shortcut around prayer you know making sure that that is you know i feel like our um the things in our life that should be uh staples in our life like praying reading our word those kind of things that's being exposed right now if we're not lacking in that area because uh, a lot of people just going to church filled the gap. It wasn't relationship with God. And so now that gap's being exposed if we don't have a relationship with God and also like if we're not exuding the fruits of the spirit, right? And so, you know, sometimes, you know, which I, like I said, I, I, I'm a believer. My wife is a mental health professional. I'm a believer in that. But sometimes we just got to get out of the flesh and into the spirit right and so instead of just tapping into that flesh you know fleshly person but into the spirit um uh, and you know i would just encourage you guys as parents students watching grandparents um don't forsake the praying right yeah we talk about don't forsake gathering but don't forsake praying but you know reading his word you know we hide his word in our hearts that we don't sin against him uh so we don't sin against our spouses our kids and you know 
really, um, I feel like this is a time for us to recapture the spiritual disciplines. Um, and part of that is to is is connecting right and finding ways to continue a rhythm of of a, a firm foundation, not a flashy foundation, because we ain't seen the church lights or the fog machine in a while, right? But truly a firm foundation with those that God has placed in our life. And so just encourage you guys, one, I got to just recap, like we're a church that believes if you need help, get it. You know, we're here to pray with you. We're here to uh, be with you, but don't forsake those disciplines that we have um, learned or sometimes unlearned or got away from. It's so, it's so easy to do. Um, I'm learning like even in my own physical health, right? Like there's certain things like in the beginning of COVID got away, right? And I was just like eating out of the cereal box all the time, you know? And so just all these different things of like, okay, God, like help me bring, come in alignment to what you want for me, my family. And that's the coolest thing about this all. God wants your mental health more than you do. God wants your spiritual health more than you do. God wants your family healthy, your marriage healthy more than you do because you're his baby. And, uh, you know, he, if I like the Bible says, if I can give great things to my child, how much greater can he give to us as our heavenly father? And so if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to pray real quick and then we'll jump off. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for being here. No one wanted to hear me to talk by myself for an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and so truly thankful for you guys. I'm going to like, owe you guys dinner, uh, you know, some carne asada or something. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. Uh, but yeah, so thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Thankful for you. So I'm going to pray us out and then uh, we'll end the meeting. So let's pray. God, we thank you that you're faithful. Lord, you've seen so many different things, truly plagues in the Bible and, um, you know, whole civilizations wiped out. God, the flood, all the all kinds of stuff. Um, there's been isolation, God. We've seen david running from a, a crazy king god we've seen all sorts of things in your word where you truly still are faithful and god we just call you faithful father and we thank you for that god i pray for those who are hopeless or that we begin to look at your truth and your word and see that you truly do have hope god lord let us not just uh, avoid your truth god sometimes we just avoiding your truth by not reading your word god help us jump in and make time for that lord god lord i pray that you would help us with with tempers, with impatience that are really, you know, we uh, help us walk in the fruit of the spirit, God. Lord, help us not walk in the, the vegetables of the flesh, God, but that we'd walk in the fruits of the spirit uh, so that we can be better for one another, God, so that we come out of this thing. Uh, we're not playing catch up, God, but we're, we're truly walking in stride with you, God. You're not surprised by this. It's not too big for you. And we just thank you for equipping, um, Christian mental health workers, God, and principals and counselors that can give a message of hope to those in need, God. So I lift up all these uh, who are on this uh, video, God. I pray that you be with them as they continue to work with the community, as they lift them up, as they have people in crisis, family who don't know you, God, that they would just sense your Holy Spirit as they continue to work with families in our community, God, that you'd give them favor with them, Lord, as they continue to work, God, over the school that Scott represents, over the school that Summer represents, Andrea and uh, Caleb's organizations, God, that they would have supernatural favor in this time uh, because you are placing them in strategically during this, God. We thank you. We love you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Love you guys.
if you guys have any questions, anyone that has any questions, I put my email in the chat. Feel free to message me. If you have questions for them, I can relay those messages. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and end this bad boy. Have Thanks a good so. night. You are listening to Educational, Educational Mountains. Mountains. We help you climb.